0: Hello and welcome to another Attic Extra podcast. Yes, we're doing another one. After the last one, Jay begged, pleaded, bribed and eventually blackmailed me with some leaked naked internet pictures to record a second one. So to spare humanity the sight of me in various insidious poses, here we are again, unfortunately. And here he is, the blackmailer supreme, Jay, off of Design Football. Say hello, Jay. Hello, Jay. How are you?
1: I'm I'm fine.
0: And you? I'm alright, yeah. I've spent all day doing useful things around the house, like putting a massive shelving unit up in the garage and then f- sorting out an outdoor freezer. Such is my life.
1: Um, okay. That's that's all spectacular. I've been looking at those pictures, as I do every day.
0: <laughs> is that why you're so tired?
1: <laughs> Maybe that would explain it. Yeah, they are great.
0: They are good, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're high quality. Not just like any, off any old iPhone. I hired a professional photographer to do those.
1: I I took them. <laughs>
0: well yeah exactly i hired a professional photographer and they didn't turn up
1: <laughs> and i'm always there
0: yeah usually through the window okay yes enough of this It's yes. disgusting man right <laughs> so anyway i think the last one we covered mostly the world cup now obviously we intended to to do a few of those podcasts during the world cup but uh we never did so it's, and uh when was the world cup when did that finish about two three months ago now is it I think we've started the new season of football already, but I don't care about that. Um, so, we're going to do a sort of mini-review of the World Cup, because we wanted to talk about it anyway, and mainly just to laugh at Brazil, because it was hilarious. Uh, and then we'll just talk about other random stuff. Is that all right with you, Jay?
1: That's that's fine by me. We didn't really cover that much of the World Cup, because we well, said... Well, no,
0: because we, we sort of did the last one before the end of the first round.
1: Yep. It, we, I think we were two games in, in all the groups, and in most, or, or maybe all the groups, and... Um, yeah, and then and then we we left it planning to do one the following week and then one after the quarterfinals and and then one after the semifinals and then a roundup one after the final and we did none of it so no. um yeah so we've got a, a, quite a lot to round up you say mini review there's a lot to talk about
0: yeah but I'm gonna do it in three words <laughs> no don't I'm do not that. really no um, so uh, yeah, so let's go back in time Ooh, um, and pretend that it's only just come to the end of the second round. But then we'd have to look forward to the rest. No, let's just pretend the World Cup's just finished. Wow, that was a good World Cup, wasn't it, Jay? Oh,
1: it, it was. It, I I still feel like the World Cup's just finished. I think this is an ideal opportunity to to go back and um, remember how great it was because there has been a lot of um, a lot of filler since in in when i say filler i mean filler in terms of life so nothing really matters since that world cup finished but there is still background noise going on like the start of the new season and and transfers and all of that kind of thing and really life ended when that world cup ended i believe wow <laughs>
0: what a review life ended after the world cup Jeez. yeah i
1: think maybe You could argue it ended after the third place game because the final was rubbish, but we we can come to that later. Let's (coughs) let's do the woo thing again and go back to where we were. And I think the point I left it at, and this is genuine, I think I was saying what a great World Cup Suarez was having, and uh, (laughs) and Neymar, what a hero he was, and Neymar would really come into his own in the in the. Later stages.
0: If I remember correctly, I think you were lionising uh, Suarez and saying what a reformed character he was <laughs> yeah. and, and what a, an overall dude he was for um, patting uh, what's his face, Gerard. Uh, Gerard on the head and being really nice and generally getting over a thing of being a great human. Well, that went well, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, can, can we talk about Suarez a bit? Uh,
0: if we have to.
1: Well, look, the, the thing with Suarez is okay, He's so a it's dick. Yeah, but. He is. I, I just want to get the clichés out of the way. I, I would rather be bitten by someone than have someone come and break my legs. Would Would you not agree with that?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, but then I'd also rather be bitten than not be shot in the face. <laughs> but, you know, that's uh, that wasn't really on the cards because that doesn't happen. Oh, so uh,
1: that, that takes me back to the pictures of you. Um, <laughs> that's gross. Okay, so... Um, um, with that cliché in mind... That
0: so with that terrible analogy that you've just no, made, the, yeah. The, <coughs> would you rather be bitten by Suarez or have a horde of angry bees in, in sting your every orifice? I mean in terms Well, of when you put it like that, I suppose he's an alright guy, isn't he?
1: On, on a football pitch, I would rather someone bit me, because it means nothing, it's just, what are you doing? You would actually look at him and, and say, what is actually happening here? So it's no great surprise that he hasn't been sent off... I don't know if he was sent off when he did it in Holland, but he wasn't sent off in in either of the other games when he's done it. And it's obvious he's done it, but they look at it and say, well, he hasn't just bitten him. He can't have bitten him. No one would do that. It's just something weird. Except Suarez. (laughs) He's done it three times. Well, yeah, they should know by now that he would do it. But it's just a weird thing to do. But it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to put you out of the game for six months or anything like that. So I don't understand the outcry.
0: I think it's more the attitude. I think it's more the fact that he's biting someone. Cause, because part of the physical, the if you like, the rough and tumble nature of football is the whole tackling thing and potentially injuries and injuries and things like that. But biting just doesn't come into it. You can't, actually, you can't slide into someone and bite them on the way and go, oh, sorry, that was an accident. I didn't mean to trip you up. And also bite your <laughs> testicles as I sailed underneath you. It's like, because it's not a normal thing to do, you know, you can understand that people get into fights and stuff because things get physical and things get a bit hefty, and it just escalates. But biting is just, and especially out of nowhere, it's just not normal. That's why. That's why the outcry, because it's just such a weird thing to do, but, and it's a very personal thing to do as well.
1: Uh, yeah, what intimate?
0: Yeah, if you like. Yeah, without in in no sexual way, but well, you never know. We well, might have got off on it.
1: Well, yeah, you don't you don't know what his reasoning is. I don't want to sink my teeth into other humans at least least of all men well I don't know who knows you um, take where you can get Joe um the the thing with it putting that to one side i i I love how it's so unifying as well I was a couple of days after it, i went to I went to work and I was working with a guy and he, he He bit you. Yeah, he did bite me. No, he gave me a look, and you didn't
0: mind because that's just normal.
1: Exactly, I I had no problem (laughs) with it. I just looked at him and said, "That's a bit odd, mate." I'm not not bothered. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry about it. But that's just strange. No, he didn't bite me. He said to me, and he was—he's this ex-squaddy guy, and he was um, very burly, uh, covered in tattoos, or extolling the virtues of, of England and the Queen and so forth, and. He was adamant that that Suarez should be banned for life, and what a terrible guy he was this. And he was a Chelsea fan as well. And it, so I went through all this at work. So okay, that's an, in, an interesting take on it. I don't agree with anything you've just said, but fine. So he's, I knew he was going. to You get didn't banned.
0: say that at all, did you? What, you just I just went, cried yes, and, and yes, nodded. Sir. <laughs> I agree entirely. Don't hit me.
1: No, uh, no, no. He was a good guy. He, I think he, I think he respected my opinion. Um, <laughs> so then later, I, I, I go home and. I go to an Irish pub to, to watch I think it was Argentina against uh, Switzerland which is one of the worst games I've ever seen and I'm, I'm sitting in this Irish pub with a very Irish guy and look, the absolute you're, you're putting a
0: lot of stereotypes into this podcast well, already <laughs> no it, you got to Ray Winstein, Well this yeah. is
1: the other extreme this guy to say the least did not have any tattoos extolling the virtues of England And It would be
0: weird if he did
1: Well, you might think so, but he he agreed entirely with the idea that Suarez should be banned for life. Why would you ban a player for life? I don't think he should have been banned for the World Cup. I think he should have played the rest of the World Cup, because the World Cup is purely entertainment. And him biting someone is entertaining, him scoring great goals is entertaining. Instead, you had Uruguay coming up against Colombia and then losing as they were bound to lose because they didn't have Suarez playing. and That's quite sad for me. You only get the World Cup every four years. I, would, I think any band should have kicked in after the after the tournament finished.
0: I don't. I totally disagree. See, my take on it, and I think this is where... Because I have kids, and, and they therefore have to dis-out-discipline <laughs> on a kind of cause-and-effect basis. Um, see, to me, it's just like, well, he knew that he was going to get in trouble for doing it. And he knew that he could jeopardise his team's chances. Because he, he knows the rules before he goes out there. So to me, you can't excuse it. You know what you're going to do. If you go and do that, you put your team at risk. If, if, if then Uruguay go out of the World Cup because he can't play, that's his fault. No one else's. So it's tough. He's an adult. It's the thing. He's not a four-year-old child. He can control himself. So he has no excuse for doing it. The only reason that they ended up going out of the World Cup is because of him. Yeah. And because they weren't good enough. I, and that's his. That's- and it's his fault. And if he can't accept that, tough.
1: I, I agree with that, and I agree that... No, you don't. Well, I, I do, but I, what I don't agree with is that, that any of that matters. So right and wrong doesn't matter when it comes to the World Cup. All I want to want to see is, is entertaining things. I want it to be exciting. And the World Cup with Suarez is more exciting... Sorry, a World Cup with Suarez is more exciting than a World Cup without him. Do you work for Seth Blatter? I wish I did. I wish I was that better. <laughs> <laughs> Get those shorts tighter.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You are literally, you know, you are music to his ageing, corrupt ears.
1: But he got it right. As a review of the World Cup, it was incredibly entertaining because it had everything. It had... Um, it had
0: Brazil the... falling
1: apart. Well, yeah. all... that was strange. We'll come on to that in a minute, but... <laughs> It had everything you could ever dream it would have. So you have to wonder if it's fixed. And it's the only the only thing that that stops me thinking it was fixed is it's it's not elaborate enough. If there's a there's a film about basketball called Blue Chips and it's a really really bad film. I think Shaquille O'Neal was in it. And the they someone throws a game in it. Sorry, spoiler alert. Someone throws a game, and he's man of the match. That's how he covers up the fact that he's 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 been bribed in this game is he plays out of his skin but at the vital moments he gives the ball away, gives possession away at vital turning points in in the match and they analyse his performance and then they realise he's the person who was who was bought and I remember watching the Brazil the opening game, the Brazil-Croatia game and you just think you're not even intelligent to to make it believable, that was, it just seems so fixed that game, I'm obviously not suggesting it was in a million years, but
0: I think you did. Well, I think FIFA but, run to you. It,
1: it did seem like. Are you seriously telling us this is happening? That penalty you've just given is ridiculous. Which for a foul on Fred or something it was a long time ago now. But it, it the the lengths that they seem to go to to ensure that this World Cup went well, and and I I commend Sepp Blatter for that. I think it's it's Vince McMahon like. That it just reminded me of, of WWE wrestling <laughs> because it's so entertaining it gets it right
0: there's there's a lot of football purists out there now just <laughs> just killing themselves well, which well, won't be related to this podcast because we're just recording it they haven't heard it yet <laughs> right now they're doing
1: it I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing they, that they, podcast, can sense an imbalance. <laughs>
0: yeah. they can sense an imbalance in the force <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really hope that's true <laughs> Football geeks must have some sort. Meanwhile,
0: somewhere Blatter's got an unexplained boner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, it is entertainment! I don't know if he's from uh, Romania.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should go down the road of accents.
0: <laughs> One! Two. One no. brown envelope. Ah, ah,
1: ah. <laughs> Okay, stop that. Alright, yeah. so. So, so anyway, anyway, wild
0: conspiracy theories apart, which obviously fall apart when Brazil get whooped 7 1. Because there is no way, if Sepp Blatter was fixing World Cup, that he would have Brazil lose seven-one in the semi-final. In the, in especially when Argentina are on to get into the final.
1: I, I think he was more disappointed with uh, Argentina losing. Uh, sorry, Argentina winning the other semi-final because that's what we missed out on. We missed out on a Germany-Netherlands final and uh, a Brazil-Argentina third-place game. Th- those would have been the two <laughs> uh, crowning glories of the of the World Cup. They would have been. That would have been the. Uh, Um, the icing on the cake I think if we'd had those two matches as the climax of the tournament would you Mm. agree
0: no I'd rather have seen a Brazil Argentina final
1: oh yeah fine but I think by that point Sepp Blatter had said "Okay, well whatever happens (laughs) happens now
0: Oh really? He'd fixed it all that way and then just Wait, abandoned it at the crucial minute. Why is he the Shaq O'Neal of, uh, of
1: fixing? Uh, He's just meta. Just to be clear, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. What? Who's? Uh, are you talking about the basketball player still? Yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't the player who um. Shack attack. He, he, yeah. He wasn't the player that uh that threw Shaq the game. He, it you said he was. No, he was, was in like the film. Listening. He was in the film, but he, he was. Oh there. right, okay. He didn't play okay. that guy. You,
0: you, you misled us all there.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm not going to watch that film now.
1: Yeah. yeah you're not missing out to. too much. <laughs> okay. So let Let's go back again. So, let's say the group stage. So, the, we had the quarterfinals. Then we had. Uh, sorry, we had the the first round. Uh, England drew with Costa Rica, so we don't need to talk about them anymore. Uh so we got through to the the second round. Was there anything notable in that round?
0: Uh Germany struggling against Algeria, that was the second round, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was entertaining that was.
1: Yeah, you see. And
0: uh America, whoever they played, can't remember what that was. See, this is the thing I can't remember a lot of it now, but I remember America were quite entertaining in one match yeah. in the second round.
1: Uh America played um Belgium. America.
0: Oh Belgium, oh god.
1: Yeah, and <coughs> Uh,
0: this is the thing overall it was a great tournament but and, and it started off with an awful lot of great matches but then as soon as you hit the knockout stages a lot of them you watch the matches I think what, what it benefited from was a lot of really climactic finishes because there were quite there were some terrible games in there but they had some great finishes because a lot of games you know dragged down and went to extra time but then there was a lot of excitement in the last sort of, 10 15 minutes. And there was a lot of games that finished you know kind of with goals in in like the fourth minute of injury time or something I refuse to call it time added on just to note that uh, yeah. it's, it's injury time yeah uh,
1: the, uh, what what actually happened for me I think is that earlier on in the tournament the games were so great. Cause i I listened back to the last podcast we did and I said I described Costa Rica as, uh, as having a, swashbuck, a swashbuckling style and I've read up about the World Cup since and, and that's not really what most people thought. Uh, <laughs> the idea was that actually they are really really defensive and scored a few goals on the break as a result. So I think what happens is because so many games early on were so exciting and there was it, they were so inve- eventful that actually made you put up with how boring other games were, so you didn't actually notice it, it was like it washed over you, you were still basking in the glory of, of what you'd just seen in the previous game. so you ignored it when it was boring which is which was a great thing as well Which uh, so. I, t-
0: I do think though that the majority of games were actually pretty good I mean normally yeah. in the first round of the World Cup you get some utter, utter crap games, usually involving Cameroon um, and they continued to provide crap gamage um, uh, but I, th- I think the actual pr- proportion of half decent games to terrible games was was really up on uh, the last one. I mean, for South Africa, the first round was just like it was just like slow death. Most of the games in the first round in South Africa were awful, I and mean, I I took a lot of time off to watch some of those, and and I just wish I'd stayed at work instead.
1: Uh, yeah, well, we, we, I think we said we wouldn't talk about South Africa because it was so bad, but. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the uh, the the quality on average was was much higher than that, uh, and m- more games were great than than were poor. And even if they were poor games, they were still they still had a moment. Like you talk about injury time goals and so on. Uh, the usa uh, belgian game was was mainly Tim Howard saving everything that the Belgians threw at him. Uh, I think he broke the the record for amount of saves in a in a world cup match something like that um so that was that was exciting on uh for that reason and, and Belgium got through when they were supposedly the dark horses when i'm not sure if anyone actually thought they would they would win the tournament but th- it meant that they got through to the next round uh I, I probably the most that was probably the most uh interesting element of the second round from from what I remember, the other teams got through. The Argentina Switzerland game was awful. Oh,
0: that was terrible. Di
1: Maria um, with a, a stoppage time goal, I think. Uh, sorry, a, a extra time goal. Uh, then the the quarterfinals was was where it, it got interesting again. Do you do you remember those?
0: Uh, I remember there were some games. <laughs> yeah. Um, with teams in it, and the the winners went through to the next round. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You were paying attention. Uh, I was. Yeah.
0: Uh, remind remind me, Jake. What will, were will the games? Okay. So I missed because I'll remember them when you remind I, me.
1: I missed a, a decent proportion of this. So I was a, oh. I, I worked late. Um. So I missed Germany. France was the first one. I think.
0: Oh yeah, I remember um, that one. Germany played France, didn't they? Yeah. So. And then Germany won.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? So you're gonna rub that in. I I didn't watch it, so I, I didn't get too emotionally involved. But it was. I think it was a boring game.
0: To be fair, France didn't actually turn up. No. To say that they lost is implying that they actually were there, where they clearly weren't, because they were just not even on the pitch. They were physically, obviously, but mentally, I don't know where they were.
1: Um, yeah, we, and that's a shame.
0: It's. I think it, I think they were having World War Two flashbacks.
1: <laughs> all right, no.
0: <laughs> to bring in some seventy-year-old politics, there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they weren't the the thing with it was um, the, the pity of that is that France had played so well previous to that yeah,
0: yeah they, they had looked like the, they, they actually like the potential dark horses because mm-hmm. normally France either turn up and, and gets to the final or turn up and argue and punch each other and then just go out in the first round and everybody laughs but uh, this time they actually looked like they were serious contenders until they just didn't turn up
1: yeah I, I wonder if it is a repeat of the Euro 96 to France 98 situation where they're still building a team and they were satisfied with that Deschamps before the tournament said if we got to the quarterfinals we'd, we'd probably take that um, and, and that's what they, they managed to do and lost to the eventual winners anyway so it's not oh sorry Is that should I give another spoiler alert there <laughs> for anyone <laughs> catching up on the World Cup that they missed and, and thinking that this is the right way to do it sorry I've just told you that Germany won it um, the the thing with France is that so they've only got to the quarterfinals now in, in Euro 96 I think they got to the semi-finals, went out on penalties there but it, it was it set them up quite nicely for, for what uh, Emma Jacquet at the time was doing, uh, building the team up and then for the following tournament which which they were hosting to go on and win that which they did and there's there's going to be a lot of people backing them I think for for. Uh, Euro twenty sixteen. Would you would you agree with that? No. Oh, okay. Who would who who do you think is going to win that?
0: Um, Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking.
1: Obviously, they're
0: not. Uh, England are going to win. With our, um, we're going to get robots or something. Oh, okay. They're allowing terminators and robots and stuff like that, so we're going to win. Probably, no. Um, yeah, I think France have obviously got a good chance. Um, you know, being the the last nation to actually host it as a one nation hosting event, um, <clears throat> and they always do relatively well on home soil. You know, won the World Cup and all that. Uh, d- um,
1: did sorry, just did I just? It, I know that the the next European Championships uh, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty four are being held jointly by the whole of Europe, so. Games will play in, be played in various countries. I'm not sure how logistically that's going to work. Did I really read an article the other day that said that both of those tournaments' finals would be played at Wembley?
0: I don't know. I, I didn't read that article. I think you were dreaming.
1: Maybe I did dream it. I do dream about um, international football tournament formats. Was it,
0: was it the old Wembley as well? In which case it definitely <laughs> was a dream.
1: It did, it did have towers. There were towers involved. no. <laughs> Okay, so that game was was terrible. The France Germany was terrible. The next game, uh, the next game I missed a, a lot of. It was Brazil against Colombia.
0: Oh yeah, I remember
1: that. Yeah. Which which was okay. That was uh, an entertaining game. It had a cup. It had a couple of big moments in it. Uh, obviously, the biggest being Neymar getting injured. Uh, any thoughts on that, Rich?
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you want the thoughts? Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. um, I mean, I don't. I didn't really care because it led to Brazil getting hammered seven-one, which was hilarious. Especially with the Neymar jumper they held up at the start. That was brilliant. (laughs) Neymar, we still love it. Oh, maybe not. This is in your name, Neymar. We're getting hammered and royally bummed (laughs) seven-one for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we've got bummed for you. No. Yeah. Uh, this is where we differ on uh, the pattern is emerging here because I, I want to see the best Did
0: you not like it because he didn't get bitten?
1: No, I didn't like if it, has,
0: it If he'd had taken a chunk out of his spine with his mouth <laughs> would that have been alright? If
1: he'd had a, a mouth on his knee that had bitten into Amar's <laughs> spine that would have been great It's
0: <laughs> a <laughs> Salvador Dali version of
1: football <laughs> yeah. that, that is, uh, That's something that Set Blatter, Blatter should bring in uh, Mouth Surrealist him. football <laughs> it's so Real Madrid
0: oh very good
1: <laughs> uh, it's an actual football team in London um, oh for god's sake yeah, yeah so that game uh, was mainly that was the main talking point from that game there were other moments in that game obviously David Luiz thought he was Brazil's saviour with his free kick as it turned out in the next round he wasn't <laughs> uh, but it was a great free kick the other interesting thing about it was the the cartoon-like way, in several ways, that James Rodriguez scored his penalty, which in the end just turned out to be a, a consolation goal. He, he firstly, th- there's two things in here. There's two elements to it. If you watch it, and I, I was watching it in an awful, awful pub in London. But he, as he went to take the penalty, he stopped in the run-up, and the stop in the run-up was was so manga, cartoon-like. It, have you ever seen? Japanese cartoons. What did you have did you have tentacles? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> was
0: there a was there a schoolgirl being attacked by tentacles? Everywhere? I okay, don't remember you, any of that.
1: Okay. <laughs> there's there's two separate things here. There's manga and then there's hentai. And you seem to have gone down the head. Hent- it's all the same thing. <laughs> well that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual kids cartoons.
0: Uh, yeah, even that has tentacles and schoolgirls in it. I've seen enough manga in my lifetime to to know that tentacles and schoolgirls are a staple. Okay. <laughs> the sex with tentacles is hentai. I know far too much about Japanese uh, dodgy culture. Anyway, yeah, uh, I do that. Uh, they all have big eyes as well.
1: Which Which of us seems more like the pervert here?
0: Uh, I think we're on an even keel at the moment. <laughs> oh, good.
1: I am glad. Uh, right, so there's there's a lot of cartoons, Japanese cartoons, that that concern. Well, there's one. I think there's one in particular. I think Eden Hazard the other day was interviewed and he was asked who were his football heroes. and He'd like named Zinedine Dan and I don't know the original Ronaldo or something. And then he like said uh, Genichi 7 Gold or something. And they were like, Who's that guy? And he said, Oh, yes, yeah, this uh, character from this manga cartoon <laughs> that I used to watch when I was a kid. And it's true, they're really popular in, in France, so I assume Belgium as well. Um, so it was. It, it was exactly like that. The way James Rodriguez took, took the penalty against Brazil, he, he paused in the run-up. And you know in these cartoons where where the, there's like a freeze frame and you see like yeah. the wind in lines in the background and there's yep. like a, a glint in the player's eye? It was identical to that. Watch a replay of the way he takes that because it, it helps that he's hot as well. So it, it's like a hot player taking a, the hero, the true hero taking a penalty. And will he score? And then he, he slots it home. So that was fantastic. The other cartoonish element of it, and at the time watching this on a big screen, I genuinely thought that it was a, a, a cartoon element, like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit element of of this. I don't know why I thought that. I probably thought that they they were streaming like a, a probably again Japanese, a Japanese uh, a Japanese feed of the game, because a, a big animal of some description, like a some sort of dragonfly that... So- oh, the thing
0: on his arm? <laughs>
1: yeah, landed yeah. on his arm. And it was it's Mothra. It's what, sorry? it was Mothra. What is, what is that? Is-
0: Mothra's is a character from that usually fights Godzilla, or Gojira, as
1: he's name. Ah, and again in, in Japanese culture then. Exactly, you see. Ah, so that's where it stems from. I, I watched it at the time, and vaguely remember it, I was having a conversation and so on, so I noticed it, it subconsciously noticed this thing and dismissed it, and the reason I would have dismissed it is I would have thought this is obviously some some part of the graphics team have put that on there, like you know, like when you see like a duck walking across the screen when a batsman goes out for, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I must have thought it was. This this must...
0: a really obscure <laughs> reference.
1: Well, yeah, but it's the same thing. That's what I thought it must be, and then the next day everyone was talking about. it. Go, Did you see that monster thing that that's probably going to it's a a plague of dragonflies that's sent by god and angry at set blatter but I, I saw it and thought what is that and I've never seen anything like it before or since
0: and so the first time one of those turned up was during the Japan game oh really so I stayed up to watch was it the Ivory Coast Japan did Ivory Coast play Japan uh, I, remember, yeah. I think. whichever the one at like 3 o'clock in the morning was or 2 o'clock was
1: that the first night or the second night of the World it's Cup the second so.
0: night yeah and I stayed up and watched 4 games of football in a row yeah. and the last one was that and yeah it appeared on the pitch at some point point. This suddenly oh. like Suddenly, they, they the camera zoomed in on this thing, and I took a picture of the TV screen with my phone, and then tweeted it out, saying, "Look, they've summoned Mothra," <laughs> um, and that you know got a lot of responses from people who understood what I was talking about. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I, but I, the funny thing is, I didn't actually see the thing on James Rodriguez's the show, James well, um, on James, um, who plays for Colombia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's probably pronounced the same in Spanish. Shut up.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't see that thing on James's shoulder until someone tweeted it, and I assumed someone had put like done like you did. I thought someone yeah, had photoshopped,
1: photoshopped it onto him, yeah.
0: his arm, and then if like, I only want to rewound it. Oh no, it was there all the time. It was actually there when he took the kick as well.
1: See this. This again makes this makes me think that maybe beyond Sepp Blatter fixing it, maybe it is. Uh, god or some kind of creator just entertaining us before um, the apocalypse just to say I have this it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not anymore because it is so unbelievable that world cup was so great that I, I can't believe it just happened by chance so things like that just throw it in go oh, we're, we're bored now we've we've done some interesting stuff for this world cup let's uh, throw a a crazy looking dragonfly thing on one of the players arms while he's taking a pedal at you, something like that Do you- check, it, check it on that James fella James, <laughs> this that's is this said, is this is the the theme. What 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 is the correct way to to call people? What are, what are the correct proper nouns? Netherlands or Holland? And now James or James? That is that is what people remember about this or,
0: podcast. Or I prefer that one. Ah,
1: James, I like that. Yeah, that's. A... Then so-
0: someone will twist that into a crappy Bob Marley. Yeah, week. I
1: was I was thinking we're we're James we're James. Yeah, it, yeah. Turns out it was you. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to. I decided not to do it, and then you, you sort of prompted you, me. You
0: did it anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what was the third match? The third in match, the again, match, which I now, can't remember.
1: On this night, I missed virtually everything. This was the following day, and this is this is pertinent. I went to watch uh, watch the Libertines. The Libertines played at Hyde Park, so I went to see them. I don't know why, but I went. And there's two things. One's a very serious point. There was a big crush at the front. And you should read up on this because it's awful. What there is is there uh, at big gigs at Hyde Park now. It's little to do with football. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, they have uh, a golden circle at Hyde Park gigs now. And this allows people who pay a bit more or they're liggers for one reason or another or the journalists and so on to go into this sectioned-off area. But this sectioned-off area means that you've got a barrier um, relatively near to the front of a, a concert venue uh, especially in, in this particular case a concert venue that was uh hosting quite a raucous band where people like to dance around like idiots so not that this was necessarily the cause of what happened so um what was actually what actually happened was there was a big crush uh partly caused by the fact that there were barriers and so on and next to it you have a, a golden circle area where that's that's barely even full people people have got like a meter around them while they're sipping on their cocktails or whatever they do in there uh and obviously the the parallels have been drawn with hillsborough uh and there is there is a big picture there of of how you we're treating people in terms of money how much you're paying for a ticket and so on which again thinks makes you think back to what happened 25 years ago now so it's it's something that reflects quite badly on our culture that we allow people to be penned in in that way um, because of what we how, how we feel we treat our fellow humans. I think is is pretty poor, um, especially when we have perhaps a low opinion of them that we based on on money. Um, that okay, it's just something that that people should maybe read up on because it's it's quite an interesting thing to to show that we we don't really uh, learn the lessons from the past. Thankfully, I don't think anyone was seriously injured in the end. I think people were okay. Um, there, there was a guy I think maybe had a heart attack earlier on in the day, but I think he's he's made it. He's all right. He's recovered from it. But it's it was pretty depressing. Anyway, um, do, do you have anything to say about that, Rich? Uh,
0: sorry, no. What? You still talking? Oh, it's quite. <laughs> are a, we getting to the football point of this? Well, the
1: the football point is is obviously that that music fans are sometimes treated. Um, in, in a poor way as, as football fans in the past have been but regardless it, that game <coughs> meant sorry that going to that concert meant that uh, I missed the two games on that day but what, there is a very famous Libertines lyric which says um, if you've lost your faith in love and music then the end won't be long which is particularly worrying for me because I don't like either of those two things but you can substitute it for football so you can there's two things in my life would be football and football kits, and for me the the that world cup actually reignited my love for um for football would Would you agree with that
0: uh it yes and no, it reignited my love for um world cups after South Africa had done its best to piss all over the fires of desire that i had for previous world cups um what it did do though was again highlighted to me how much i detest domestic season and moreover fans um because you just need i'd I'd really enjoyed the world cup and and i mentioned this before that like what part of what i really enjoyed was was joining together with other fans on twitter so it felt like you know you were actually experiencing it with other people and then you just know that the minute that that final whistle goes in the World Cup, that everybody goes back to slagging each other off and slagging off their teams and being really pathetic about the whole of football. And it was I just find it really depressing. So actually the end of the World Cup for me actually just meant, no, that's just the end of enjoyment for another four years. Now I have to sit through four domestic seasons of pathetic, puerile idiots moaning about every little decision made and just... Basically, just grown ups behaving like children. So, no. Yeah, that, that it didn't. Sounds... It didn't reignite that. It just made me realise how much I detest domestic football.
1: That that does sound like a no. Yeah. The, <laughs> the uh, what? Yeah, I. I it, it's made me want to to pay a lot more attention to domestic football and European football um, over this this season. Just watched uh, Manchester United. It's great to see <laughs> Manchester United back again. By the way, that they they won. Four 0 today against QPR, so I was getting a little bit worried about them, and it's it's nice to see that they're they're back on form again, and and hopefully they're going to be winning things again. That's that really warms my heart. But yeah, the, whoopee! Yeah, um, yeah, the the World Cup is it's different. I think that's the 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 thing that we we will remember. Um, there there was an idea in that World Cup that the defending wasn't as important as as the importance that's put on it in 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 club football. Was Mourinho must have cried all the way through that world cup because of the, because it was so end to end, yeah. And that's 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 probably a good thing. Um but it's yeah, it, it's had the opposite effect on me. It does make me want to to watch a lot more football. I'm sad that the world cup's ended, but um yeah, it's it's, a pos- it's still a positive thing for me. It's obviously not had that effect on you.
0: No, I'm sorry, was I meant to say something. <laughs> oh, yes. Did you want me to add to the despair that I'd already brought Yeah, well, up? yeah. Please continue. I'm sorry
1: <laughs> well, to Well, actually, the,
0: the funny thing is, the funny thing was, what's just popped into my head is that um, about, not. I don't think it was last season, I think it was the season before when I wrote a, a post on the Football Attic um, about uh, the past is dead and it's not coming back. And it was quite a depressing post. But it was um, it was when I was actually falling very much out of love with football at the time. Um, and it was just before Cov were due to play Arlesley Town. I think Arles-y, I think I've pronounced that correct. Um, and in the first round of the FA Cup. Now this was the first time that Cov had been in the first round of the FA Cup since since I've been alive, because obviously they'd always been in the starting in the third round. And I wrote this long post about what I thought was wrong with the game now and why I didn't like it. Um, And what summed it up to me and what just epitomised why I detest fans more than anything else and why I think fans are actually one of the biggest things wrong with the game, because they suck it all up. Not everybody, I'd like to point out I don't mean all fans, I just mean the idiots that sit there and bitch and moan about everything and then happily keep shelling out for it every week and don't realise that they are the cause of the, the ever-commercialisation of everything. Oh, you got me on one now. <laughs> but yeah, what I'm what, it was is this big long rant about stuff and at one point in the article i'd mentioned about the fact that i think it was man U playing liverpool and some goal had been ruled offside or something uh, or whatever and i think in subsequent replays it proved that the referee might not have been right or something like that and my point was about the hysteria around it and the fact that you know people were expecting perfection and just like you know and the just the sheer overreaction to to what is a genuine mistake you know it's like referees do not despite what some fans might think do Not go out of their way to help other teams, you know. It's they are trying to be to apply the letter of the law, but they are human, they will make mistakes, they will not see everything. And so, I had this big long thing, this big long article, all about everything that I think was wrong with the game. And I had, I had like one comment on it, and it was from someone that said, I made a, a slight mistake or something because I mentioned this was the first time that um, oh, what was it the um, that the that the, the Coventry were playing. Before December in the FA Cup, I said the first time since Man United went off and played the uh, World Club Cup and they moved the third round to December because they did that. and I said like in, in 2000 or something, and this person said, Oh, I think that was 90. They said, When did they do it? and I checked it, it was like 1999. But this same person also said, Oh, and actually, yeah, the referee did get that wrong because it was offside, and I thought, Way to miss the point of my article. It's like I make a whole point about people overreacting to things, and the first thing you do is overreact to the point that I've made. I was like, oh, this is what annoys me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what were we talking about again? What was the World Cup or something? Wasn't yeah, it?
1: I, I, take, I take your point. There, there, there is definitely a, uh, a big difference in, or a big contrast in, in the way teams are supported at the World Cup. Uh, and maybe it's spread into international football versus uh, club football as well. There, The passion elements and the animosity elements are are maybe different and that's that's probably a good thing what i did notice during the world cup is you you could be going through some horrendous despair as your team is either trying to to get a last minute equaliser because you the clock's running down and, and you need to equalise or you're going out of the world cup and the camera would would land on on you yeah. <laughs> did Yeah. I mean can you even believe this was happening yeah, yeah. and the fans yeah. would look at the camera and start smiling and waving I know, I know, like it was I know. like the greatest thing had ever happened to them because they were on a big screen at the stadium now you don't tend to see that in, in club football in even Premier League football which is <clears throat> essentially entertainment now there's so much money in it so you wouldn't see it in the lower leagues you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't see it in the Premier League and and seeing it in the World Cup which is, meant, is, is the showpiece event um, and it happens once every four years, and the, your country is the, the, the everything depends on what happens in the next couple of minutes, and everything is going very very wrong for you uh but you're on you 're on a big screen and you're on t v so everything's right in the world again but that that's yeah that that confused me
0: yeah i, I t- I think they even got that in the last few seconds of the World Cup final, you know, it's like panned around, some Argentinians almost crying and they'd like the the camera's like,
1: Whee, hiya It's like, for God's what, sake, does, come on. Do you, do you read something into that? Is is this because because travelling to the World Cup is so expensive now that it's it's only people who are not that interested in football anymore that there is a I, I don't want to jump to to conclusions like that, but it's the only explanation I can come to that people are going as a as tourists rather than football supporters because if you've got that sort of money to travel that far then you, you're not you're not a football fan i don't know
0: <laughs> well there's no there's no doubt that a lot of people at the world cup are going because it's the world cup yeah. i mean there's obviously going to be a lot of people there who are just going for the event and and you see i don't have a problem with that because it is a world event you know you do get a lot of people go oh you'll call them plastics and mm. and things like that but it's at the end of the day it's an open tournament you know did it, some people just like going to watch the spectacle of a game of football in the World Cup. They don't have to be a supporter of either side, and it's just so you will get that. But there was a lot of people who were, you know, dressed in the full outfit. You know, yeah. would like just in the full-on face paint and everything else, and got ridiculous hats and things like that. Which you know, they are definitely a fan of that country. They're not just a tourist. They're clearly there. They're hardcore. But even they were still doing it. And it's it is just bizarre, especially when you've just lost on penalties or something and, and you it's, and they even did that after games where like where people had lost and, and they're still gurning away for the camera. You just think okay
1: Yeah. Yeah, strange. It's confusing, but yeah, whatever. It would have been
0: great if someone had just stuck their finger up or something. That would've been better.
1: You didn't see a lot of that. There wasn't there wasn't um yeah, the that kind of thing, but then it, it also
0: depends who the actual cameraman's picking up because they've obviously scoured the crowd and they only pick out what look like you know camera friendly people yeah. they're not gonna you know the aforementioned squaddy with the uh, tattoos <laughs> and that probably wouldn't get some screen time
1: no the, on that subject I think there was um there was a a, a very beautiful female fan oh, I can't remember which country it was she was a fan of um and she she was picked up and then she got a modelling contract off the back of um, their a the cameraman picking her up and saying how beautiful she was or something. So she gets a modelling contract and then uh, a couple of weeks later they they look into it a bit more because now everyone's obsessed with it and s- somehow stalking is allowed. So everyone's like googling who she is and they found her and that's great and now she's a model. She got picked up by some modelling agency and then they find on her Facebook she's got uh, she's got a picture of herself. Surrounded by um, dead animals, where she's she's gone hunting, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like the the quickest fall from grace that you, you've ever seen. That that's your fifteen minutes, and you've just ruined it completely. Which was quite entertaining for me, but
0: it was quite funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, back to the football. So yes, the the other we'll get through these a bit quicker. I think now the the other quarter final was the um, the final quarter final was was it Costa Rica against. Uh, Netherlands, when the penalty shootout, where... Oh, yeah. Who's who's the... Tim Krull? Yeah. So, do you you want to explain this one?
0: What, who Tim Krull is? Oh, I can explain it. He's Newcastle Um, United's goalkeeper. All right, yeah, go on. Uh, Yeah, he's Newcastle United's goalkeeper.
1: And so he... Um, he... So he... (laughs) We are going to do it. We should do it in unison. Uh, So, Louis van Gaal brings him on... um, just before the end of, of extra time Actually, I'm just going I'm
0: just going to interrupt there. Since when did Van Haal become Van Gaal? Because that's what's annoyed me as well because to me, he was always Louis van either Louis Van Haal or Louis Van Aal. And now he's Louis Van Gaal. I That annoys me.
1: Th- there's several that annoy me. Jose Mourinho. Jose uh Jose Marino. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Brother I've of Dan because
0: it, he's yeah. Um, well, apparently, apparently, I am, and I, I remember this from a Terry Wogan mentioned this on a Terry Wogan uh, on a fighting talk many years ago, and said that as he's Portuguese, it should be Marino, as opposed to Mourinho. I I doubt
1: it. Why is the H there? I I have no idea. The H has got, got to be there I, for a reason.
0: That was... what like at the start of James? But that
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good. Uh, yeah, I know. The... But the, what does because he's Portuguese? That's the reason. But,
0: Apparently, well, that, that's the way it's pronounced in Portugal. I don't. What know. as opposed to Brazil? I'm just quoting Terry Wogan.
1: I, do, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't think that's that's correct. It's got to be Mourinho. I would have thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, Tim Krull was brought on by uh, Louis van Gaal, uh, and th- th- he had a system. To, to win the penalty shootout. Did you see this?
0: <laughs> yeah, which is be a douche. That's what his system was. He went up and pissed everyone off.
1: Well, they looked into it, and yeah, he, he annoyed people and it kind of came off his line and so on. But I think the the key to it was he, he went one way. So as he was as getting ready, he was holding them up by walking one way on the line. Then he would walk the other way and they would they would shoot to the side that he went to first or something so walk along the line walk to the left and then walk to the right and this worked for every penalty apparently which is a, a little bit like the, the noughts and crosses thing where if you just start at, at top left or whatever it is and then whichever the the next one is then you're bound to win every game
0: but apparently he also spoke to the players and said, I know where you're going to put it. You're going to put it in that corner. Oh, really? And I freaked them out because then they were like, well, if I put it in that corner, he's going to go that way. But if I don't put it in that corner, maybe he's just trying to soak me out. And it just it freaked them out and they couldn't cope with it. Well, but I was hoping, as his name was Tim Krull, that uh, he was just going to get like a sort of five-sided, sort of spinny dagger thing.
1: Oh, I, you, you, all of these <laughs> pop culture references, they mean nothing to me. Explain it.
0: It's a film from the eighties called croll
1: Why do you watch that? <laughs> it's a geeky pretty rubbish. I,
0: I don't. know, I watched it when I was a, when I was a child in the eighties. All
1: you need is Shawshank Redemption. Was,
0: no, no, it is, isn't <laughs> no, it is. Okay. Um, ah, why why is he called Red in Shawshank Redemption when he isn't red?
1: Yeah, well, the in the book he's he's got red hair. It's a because he's Irish. Yeah. So, in the film, they they thought Morgan Freeman would be a better play, person to play the. To play the part than than someone Irish and red-haired, I suppose. So that's that's what they went with. I don't
0: Morgan Freeman doesn't even know basic science, anyway.
1: Um, explain that one.
0: Well, in that trailer for that Lucy film, when he makes that almond that common error about people don't use more than 10% of their brains I don't think
1: that's Morgan Freeman it is, what his it's, his saying, it's his voice
0: Yeah, he's just saying that he's just trying to get this fact out there he's trying to confuse people even more I mean, he's not waffling about penguins
1: I've just got this idea now of, of the director saying Morgan, no, we've told you don't say <laughs> that like, that's re- really wrong yeah.
0: look Morgan, here's Snopes.com read it, it'll prove it wrong no, I'm going to say it anyway it is a bit camp, Morgan Freeman <laughs> yeah
1: I don't think that's Morgan Freeman. Uh, I don't think it was. Right, so, hot, uh, <clears throat> Netherlands went through. They um, Tim Krul saved all the penalties. They got through. That was fantastic. So, we, we're on to the semi-finals. Um, and what oh, I can't really remember what happened in the first semi-final. Do you want to uh, <laughs> remind me?
0: <laughs> Which was the first? It was Brazil, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember.
1: Um, I think
0: Brazil narrowly scraped through, didn't they? And got they won the third place playoff
1: or something. I don't. I don't Are remember. you reading <laughs> Seth Blatter's version of the World Cup?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm reading the pre the pre tournament <laughs> script. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work out. Oh man, what a joy to watch that was. I mean, the amount of times on Twitter that I either saw other people or used the phrase myself, "This World Cup," that was just fitting because. There was no way on earth anyone could have predicted that scoreline, or just the fact that they just fell apart. And it was hilarious to watch because I made no um, sort of whatever of the fact uh, that I didn't really like Brazil going into this World Cup final finals uh, because everyone was just going, "Oh, it's they Brazil, they're going to win it, blah blah," and I just think, you know, and this is going to make me sound really old, but any team that spends more time on its hair than its training. ...and their image is doomed... ...because Neymar's haircut annoyed me... ...and uh, David Luiz's haircut annoyed me... ...and Hulk just annoyed me... ...because he wasn't wearing purple trousers...
1: (laughs) ...his his shorts were originally trousers... ...and they were torn at the bottom... (laughs) ...no, the... ...yeah, they they were all doomed in their own way... ...so uh, Hulk was doomed because he's rubbish... Uh, yeah. David Luiz, similar. Uh, just he just fell apart in that in that quarterfinal, and he was, I think, he was woeful in the third place game as well. Um,
0: <coughs> I'd like I said before the, the whole thing with the Neymar show at the start, it just smacked of they thought they were going to win. Yeah. And okay, that's a good attitude to have going into a, into a, a match, but back it up with some actual ability, and then it worked You know, if you just if you expect to win it, and are so arrogant that you've got this, we're doing this for Neymar show, we won't forget you. He wasn't dead. It's like he hadn't been killed in the previous match; he'd only been injured, and he couldn't play. It's like, but you know, so they did that, and then just got steamrolled and I thought it was hilarious. I just was laughing, hilarious, like really loudly while it was happening. Sorry to any Brazilians out there, but it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing. I, I enjoyed it. And then it started to get worse for me, though. I, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's. I had problems with it as, as time went on. I, I, I began to feel the pain of the Brazilian fans. It is it, that's no way to lose a game. It is. It's, it, it is. It's not when when there's so much is. hope. You can't.
0: <laughs> no, it is. It's a perfect way to lose a World Cup semi-final in your home nation. <laughs> it's brilliant. We did
1: actually on the last podcast we did actually talk about what would happen if, if Brazil. Um, brazil got knocked out in the first round would that would that lay lay the ghost of 1950 to to rest uh yeah we couldn't have imagined how how right and wrong we we could have been because
0: to be fair it was nice of them to try and lay that ghost to rest by creating multitudes of new ghosts about seven
1: ghosts in fact yeah (laughs) yeah And they didn't even have they didn't even end it on a a good note by well they were never going to they were always going to be Beaten by the Netherlands in the in the third place game as well. The the one saving grace was that they never had to play uh, Argentina because if they had and Argentina would have destroyed them if they'd somehow yeah. sneak through, especially
0: well Argentina would have destroyed them had they ever bothered trying to score more than one goal yeah. per
1: game, which they never did. No, uh, yeah, I suppose. Were we done with that game already? The the seven one. There's
0: not much more you can say about it really, because I'll just keep
1: laughing. Yeah. Oh it it saddened me i didn't i didn't want to see a team get destroyed it filled my heart with joy yeah we're very different people <laughs> the other semi final was was awful wasn't it it was yeah uh was it what did it end 0-0 0-0 uh, after extra time
0: it was It was holland wasn't it yeah, yeah. sorry yeah.
1: netherlands whatever against team Orange.
0: blackpool um yeah I think it was I can't really remember I think I blotted most of it out because to be honest most of Argentina's games that they played in fact all of Argentina's games were terrible yeah and I was glad they were in the final because I wanted them to win but i they didn't deserve it they did not deserve to win that tournament even if they had have done and uh, the whole like worship of Messi was just doing my head in as well it's like you only had to touch the ball and commentators were creaming themselves and it's like yes he did he pulled off a couple of good shots and it's like but that was it you know he was not, you know. That he's not now. Is it three tournaments he's been in, and three times he has failed to have any real impact on it. I mean, okay, he's had like a couple of good shots at the right time, but he's not commanded the team. He's not. he's just not. He's not Maradona. Is what I'm saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That is the the difficulty is that he is. He's obviously not Maradona. But the the thing with Maradona is that um, he was. Productive, um, incredibly effective as well, and that's that's the difference. So, Messi's Messi's skill might be on a on a par with Maradona, or maybe beyond what Maradona could have done. And and he's no no no. Well, in terms of physically being able to stand the rigors of the game as well, he's it's it's a much more physical game now. You need to be a lot fitter and so on. And Maradona could never have handled that. So Messi has to come he out. Good, he could have
0: just taken more Coke
1: well i'm not sure coke is the answer <laughs> kids
0: <laughs> it is it's the real thing
1: yeah uh, there is a oh, there is a story about messi and and cans of pepsi or something or cans of coke he he said do you know this story nope there's uh, uh pep Guardiola is in the um in the the dressing room giving a team talk half time and messi says uh give me a can of coke and messi's messi endorses pepsi for a start but that's sort of uh, peripheral end, really. The um he asked for a can of coke and Pep Guardiola says, uh, no you you can't have Coke, it's not it's not the right time for you to have any Coke have uh, have some Lucade sport or whatever, Gatorade or whatever they're they're meant to have at half time and, and Messi just like walks over and picks up a can of Coke and starts drinking from it and <laughs> just like I'm I'm the best player in the world, shut up. I I'll just do what I like, which for me is quite an entertaining story but um maybe that sort of insubordination doesn't go down too well with everyone Uh, what I was (laughs) saying was that Messi uh, Messi is is more suited to the game today and for him to come out on top as the best player in the world now is a greater achievement than than what Maradona did because everyone else was rubbish back then there were there was no one in the same (laughs) league as Maradona then so
0: yeah Platini was just terrible
1: he's not he's not Cristiano Ronaldo though was he I
0: mean in, well, in that he got to the quarterfinals of a World Cup, no. Well,
1: that's a good argument. I'll let you have that one. But oh, thanks. I'm <laughs> well, not really. Uh, <laughs> the, the the yeah. the The main difference is that, that Maradona won a World Cup, and Messi hasn't. So I I'm agreeing with your point that that Maradona is on a different level for that reason. Simply because it's it comes down to whether you do it or not on this greatest stage but
0: for me Messi has been in World Cup terms consistently average for three World Cups Maradona what had three World Cups one of which ended after his drugs Um, and the second one Argentina you know just the whole team just played really negatively so he only really shone in one World Cup but he shone in that one World Cup whereas Messi has not shone in any of them and he's had he's had the same amount of World Cups as Maradona. Maradona has achieved more in those World Cups than Messi has. Uh,
1: there's two things there. Firstly, Maradona had four World Cups, didn't he?
0: Um, oh, yeah, he was in '82. Sent off, off
1: against Brazil in '82. Yeah, that's
0: true. I've discount that because I wasn't into football then, so yeah. it doesn't count.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. It's interesting way of yeah, looking sorry, at I history. forgot that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so uh, is that? So Messi's had three World Cups as well. Is that right? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the other thing that people are doing is comparing the the players that that Maradona had around him and and with <laughs> Messi. and I suppose it's pretty even there, isn't it? Although you you could argue that in '86 Maradona got Argentina to the final single handedly. That's the.
0: See, I he kind of did and he didn't because it's a bit of a myth that he was the only good mm. player the Argentina team at that time was quite strong, you know, it was a, it was, they had a lot of good players there but it's you know, easy to say that if it wasn't for Maradona they wouldn't have got to the final or won it yeah. I think that's quite obvious to say whereas I mean you could argue that without Messi the Argentina wouldn't have got to the final this time but to me Argentina's journey to the final was equivalent of Germany's in 2002's Whereas they kind of just, yeah. you know, they were not white by far one of the best teams there, but somehow ended up in a final.
1: Yeah, um,
0: they did. They did enough to get through, and that was all they did. You know, they literally scraped through every single game. In fact, very similar to Argentina of nineteen ninety. Yeah, but they were a bit more cynical
1: back then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the um, that's the sad thing about the World Cup is that, all right, Germany, Germany will be remembered for the seven <laughs> one. It was seven one, wasn't it? I I haven't just imagined a goal was, for yeah. Brazil. Okay, S- they'll be remembered for that. Um, but but really, for a World Cup that great, I'm not sure if Argentina and Germany would would be the teams you would want in that final. Would what? I don't. I can't. But well, this is
0: this is the funny thing. I thought looking back, it was a great World Cup, but I don't think there were any particularly great teams there. I really don't. Mm. I think there was a lot of. Good teams and a lot of average teams and Cameroon, um, and I think that's the thing. I think if you look, there there was no team even in the early rounds. There were a couple of teams who you thought, oh, you know, they're you know the dart horses or they're the ones that have got potential to win it, and then they all went out in the, either the second round or they ended up going out in the first round. Yeah, and so that throws everything. And then I mean, like Germany, depending on which matches you watch, I mean, like if you just watch the Brazil game that's not representative of their whole because when they played Algeria they genuinely struggled and it wasn't just a case of they were waiting they genuinely struggled and Algeria could have beaten them so I mean to me Germany were inconsistent they were good in the first match then the second match they weren't and then the third match they did enough to get through Uh, and then from there like I say Algeria they struggled and then the quarterfinal uh, that was France wasn't it Yeah. yeah And that, you know, France just didn't turn up. France never even looked like they were in the game from the start. So you can argue that Germany weren't certainly... It's, it's weird, though, because when you look at it overall, you could argue that they were the best team there. It's just that I don't think there was a bunch of particularly good teams there. I think there was a lot of average teams. Uh, but it made it really entertaining.
1: Yeah, that, that was, and and badly organised. Maybe maybe the answer is that that so many teams are badly organised and 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 so many coaches came together. Well, not came together, but just came together with their teams and said, we're not going to do this through being organised. We're going to do this through attacking and and hoping we score more goals than the opposition. And, and maybe that's that's what gave us the tournament that we had. And and then we've got to come back to the fact that the the final was, the the first half was. Was okayish, but as a whole, it was it was disappointing to end on that. Would you? <coughs> but,
0: yeah, I I would agree overall. Yeah. I don't think it was as bad as two thousand and ten's final, but then no. you know nothing really was other than nineteen nineties. Um, I mean, it wasn't a great final, but then to be honest, how often have we had great finals in in World Cups and nowadays? I mean, like I said, I've, I've said this on previous podcasts before that I think I was spoilt in my first one being 86 because that was a great final. And then four years later, 1990, god-awful final. It's probably still the worst ever. Um, 94, boring, you yeah. know. wasn't bad, but it was boring because no one really looked like they were going to score. Uh, 98, interesting, you know, but too one-sided because Ronaldo was too busy fitting. <laughs> um, not by choice. I'd like to point out. <laughs> it's not like I was making that like a life choice or something. Um, and then what? Two thousand and two. It was very workmanlike. Like I say, Germany had somehow got to the final. Uh, they had quite an easy route and had done just enough to get there. And it was it was actually all right. It was you know nothing special. Two thousand and six, one all penalties. Anything that ends on penalties is a bit crap in my view, but especially for a final. And then 2010 was just bollocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- I, I would. I take that point. I think you're you're definitely onto something. The other thing I would say is, when was the last time? And and uh, Mario <coughs> Goetz's goal in the final is probably the best of them. When was the last time we had a good goal? In, in a World Cup final because 90 I don't remember 86 so you, you'll have to you'll have to put me right on that but the 1990 was Andy Brahma penalty 94 there were no goals uh, 98 it was great for the narrative that Zidane scored the two headers yeah, the
0: two, two headers and then the Petit in the last yeah, which minute which was
1: a breakaway goal anyway because yeah. Brazil were trying to score so um, I think
0: Ronaldo's in 2002 was a pretty good goal. It was fairly far out and sort of curled it into the near
1: post but again, not spectacular.
0: Well, wasn't Oliver
1: Kahn at fault for at least one of those goals in that final? I can't, I can't really remember that. Yeah, before.
0: I'm pretty sure he was. Goalie of the tournament but yeah, yeah he, he messed a up in the final, final
1: didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then 2006 was a down penalty which was pretty good because he, he did sort of the Penenka which came off the crossbar and, and bounced over the line. And yeah. then and, and it was uh, the... Matarazzi header which was the equaliser yeah. so that was no good either and and then you've got Iniesta's good finish which you can't really say much more than that and then now we have this this goal that Alan Shearer after the after the World Cup final said that that Mario Götze's goal was better than James Rodriguez the, the goal James Rodriguez scored was it against Uruguay where he uh, he so, down yeah. and turned I mean, what? James. Yeah. Yeah, but what is Alan yeah. Shearer talking about? I know, I know that the event is very important, but
0: didn't didn't get didn't Rodriguez's goal get voted goal of the tournament though?
1: Well, yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> which I don't think it was.
1: Uh, I mean, it was good. Well, you still prefer Van Persie's?
0: Well, <laughs> n- n- yes. To this is to me one thing that again sort of gets me with football is the fact that. James Rodriguez's ga- uh, goal was was great and it's one of those ones that looked fantastic but and I am no, I'm not disparaging it in any way it, to me sometimes spectacular goals like screamers into the top corner from 30 yards out they're good but I'd does it involve a lot of technique, or is it a lot of times just pure luck that you hit it right? I mean, Rodriguez's goal was perfect in that sense, but to me, Van Persie's involved a lot more technique because you to do that header while already in mid air and get it to loop over the keeper that involved technique that means you are good at football. Yeah. Whereas Rodriguez's goal was good, but had it gone just over the bar, no one would remember it. But it's just and those that's the thing with goals like that. It's spectacular because it went in, which sounds like an absolutely ludicrous thing to say, but but it's one of those things where you can have like ten of those shots, and all of them could miss, and and then people just go, oh well you know you, you never expect to score those. So when it does go in, is that down to your brilliant technique or is it down to a bit of luck as well? But then I don't believe in the concept of luck, so that kind of rules that out. Anyway, the, yeah, it's the same.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's difficult to call something lucky or, or a fluke if it actually does exactly what you wanted it to do, but you can argue that, I suppose, because it did the classic yaboa thing of hitting the crossbar and bouncing in, so that element every goal is more exciting if it does that, so that's that's in its favour I think there's a bit more technique in it than, than you're giving him credit for he did chest the ball into the air in order to turn round and then volley it, so he chested it away from goal and slightly to the side then looked over his shoulder to see where the goal was, and then as the ball came down he volleyed it in, so that that's pretty good, but yeah, but I'm. I'm so tempted by the. Yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> next uh, the the Van Persie one equally had so much thought put into it that that I think yeah that that stakes a claim as well. But the idea that that Maro goal was great in the final. It was sorry, it was well taken. So he brought it down well, <coughs> and he he volleyed it in well. But he was th- four yards out and he just hit it. Kept it low and and hopes that the goalkeeper didn't save it, and the goalkeeper just happened to not not be in the right place to save it because he was at point blank range. So yeah, I, d- I don't really buy that 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 was such a great goal. It was it was okay, and it won the World Cup for Germany, so it'd be great for them. But um, yeah, not not.
0: But that but that's another one of those questions, isn't it? Does the occasion mm-hmm. add to the goal? Because Maradona's against England in the eighty six six quarter final was you know amazing but you can argue that Said Al runs in 94 against Belgium for Saudi Arabia he ran further and potentially <laughs> took around more players but it wasn't as good it, was, cause we, it wasn't
1: it just wasn't it just wasn't as good anyway i don't know No exactly. But even regardless of the occasion that maradona's goal was so much better than that one he just ran and ran and ran at one point he almost fell over the ball when he still managed to somehow get by and, and score so no i'm not buying that because it was further no
0: Hey, I wasn't arguing. I totally disagree you, about Saeed Al or O'Ran. Look, I posited the, the thing because other people have said that. I I've, I don't believe the Saeed or Al was even in the same class.
1: Well, I've got a, a video of you naked and you're telling me how that is your favourite goal of all time.
0: <laughs> I just had an image then. Have you ever seen the uh, Chris Cunningham video, Rubber Johnny?
1: <laughs> no.
0: You need to go look that up now. It's, uh, an, it's set to an Apex Twin track. But well, obviously, you wouldn't have heard it because you don't like AFX. twice no, Because you like only Apex. like you know popular beat combos and yeah. old bands uh, that have yeah. lost their fire about ten years ago. <laughs> Libertines. <coughs> the,
1: the yeah <laughs> yeah I don't like them anymore. Um, lost no. my faith in love and music. Um, <laughs> the yeah. So that is. I think have we have we completed the World Cup? It only took. I think
0: we have now. We didn't really do the third place playoff match, but I don't then that
1: think, doesn't really yeah, count, really, does it? To, no, Brazil continues to be rubbish.
0: Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been now been going for an hour and 10 minutes, so what was going to be a mini review has now extended the entire podcast. So you got yeah, your way, okay, Jack. you got what you wanted. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, what were the other things you wanted to talk about?
0: <laughs> well, I was going to talk about any new kits that had come out. I was going to talk about the transfer window, although, to be fair, the only note I'd written on that was just f- right off. <laughs> Um, I was going to talk about Collins' return to the Rico and uh, and then a couple of other businesses, but you know that's not going to happen now, is it? I oh, realise you have got your own way, yeah. Okay. Well, well I'm not, I don't want to spend another hour going through stuff. I think people might kill us. Uh, so we'll have to save that for another one.
1: Oh, okay. That that we'll record right away and and put it out there <laughs> right away.
0: Yeah, if by right away you mean probably in the next six months. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Well, this has been fabulous, particularly because I I got my way.
0: <laughs> By default, you got me ranting. That's
1: why. Yeah, we we both did a, a bit of ranting, and that was enjoyable.
0: It was. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so I I think we're better wrap it up there because I don't want, I don't want to test people's patience too much. <laughs> so uh, so yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to do another one soon and cover off all the other stuff. And I suppose we might talk a bit about domestic football and the pit of crap that it is. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, until then... uh, Oh, actually, just reminds me to say, uh, don't obviously miss uh, any of the other Football Attic podcasts we've got. And uh, Chris, my co-blogger and uh, Sound of Football stalwart uh, Graham Sibley, recently recorded one on vintage football, which is excellent. So give that one a listen. And usual admin stuff Uh, you can catch the Football Attic podcast along with a whole load of other good podcasts on Square One Football Radio Uh, if you want to get in touch with the Football Attic drop us a line at admin at thefootballattic.com and of course visit the site at thefootballattic.com or you can catch us on Twitter or Facebook I'm sure you can find us without me having to read the exact address out although by saying this sentence this long I could have just read it out but I chose not to Uh, so that's my admin done so, uh, anything else to add, Jay? Yeah,
1: uh, I've I've listened to that uh, podcast, Chris's last podcast, and it is fantastic, it's fascinating. So everyone should. It is. It's uh, really, uh, that, really. That's good. a proper podcast. Uh, so everyone, <laughs> goes, everyone <laughs> you should you go listen to that. One. Are you
0: disparaging this one?
1: <laughs> Not at all. This is uh, But
0: that's this. done by that's done by two professionals though. <laughs> this is done by a chancer and you. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a lot. We've done there. Okay, so is that us? Yeah.
0: I think so. It's what is what us? What? Yeah, anyway, yeah. So uh, until next time, uh, I won't say it's goodbye for him because that's what I do on the other podcasts. So, uh, yeah, bye.
1: Bye bye.